millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Redman TV and your latest edition of Expert Insight. I'm delighted to say I'm joined at relatively short notice by Liverpool Echo Business and Football Advisor Dave Powell. How are you doing, mate? You okay? Really good, Dan. Thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, mate, I'm all good. Yeah, nice one for joining me. Like I say, it kind of got sprung upon us a little bit this afternoon, this, and normally these things are quite pre-planned and we know what we're going to talk about and it's all in line. But yeah, the um, relative shock announcement this afternoon, I think it's fair to say, of FSG Liverpool confirming they have agreed uh, minority investment from Dynasty Equity over in America, obviously New York-based firm. I suppose to start with, for people who haven't seen it or anyone sort of a broad overview of what exactly Athletes happened, if you could give us that. Yes, I mean, this investment search has been going on for a while now. It's kind of, um, the door was kicked open last November, wasn't it, to a, uh, when a sales debt was presented and Mike Gordon uh, moved across to seconded to, to kind of take care of the investment search. Um, a lot of names were kicked about, many erroneously, so the likes of the QIA, et cetera, that was never on the table. But for, um, for yeah, they finally found a minority partner and it's uh, Dynasty Equity, I believe it's, low single digit um percentage they've acquired but uh it'll be for a sum between 100 200 million dollars but what it will do is uh it's not for transfers which will be um to the ire of of, of some uh, reds fans i imagine but uh what it does do is pay off down the bank debt um from that was accrued from the construction of you know the Anfield road construction uh the training ground at kirkby repurchase in melwood all those type of things mm-hmm. um coming out of the pandemic so uh, uh, fsg don't like having that kind of debt sitting on their um balance sheet so effectively it clears that i believe the money's already come in and already gone out so it kind of it's an open and closed book really but um yeah it brings at least uh, draw, allows us to draw a line under under this long search. And I think the most telling thing about it all was the it, it kind of it's the reaffirmation, I suppose, of, of FSG's longer term commitment to the football club, and um, quite explicit in the fact that the football club isn't for sale, uh, and they're not seeking another minority partner. Um, chance that this particular deal could, uh, you know, evolve into something more further on down the line. But for the time being, this is what they were searching for caught me by surprise a bit um didn't believe it was this uh, a deal investment deal was close um and um nor did, did dynasty equity really register in terms of what they might do they're only a new firm 2022 they were founded but founded by real industry veterans in in the us um don cornwell uh, jonathan nelson and um, both of them who have extensive experience in terms of um 
sporting acquisitions. So Nelson played a key role in the Yes Network, um, getting that up and running a few years back. Um, Don Cornwell, again, he, he's got, you know, he was a, had headed up the sports department at Morgan Stanley um, for years um, before he, he moved into private equity, running his own firm. So they've they've got a wealth of experience. And also a senior advisor to the company is David Ginsburg, who's uh, one of the FA partners, uh, former uh, director of Liverpool, uh, sat on the board. So there's a lot of this kind of a simpatico relationship which exists um, throughout this whole thing. So it does make sense on, on the face of it. I was expecting, if I'm honest, um, more of a, uh, a potentially a business which may arrive, you know, maybe a, not being specific about Liberty Media, but a company like that whereby they might offer some um, something else in terms as well as capital. Um, but Dynasty may offer that further on down the line, but for the time being, it's um, all what this is: business transaction. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Actually, we'll touch upon it now, given that you mentioned it. Like we spoke recently about Liberty Media and the fact that it did make a lot of sense in terms of the expertise and what they bring to the table and like, how they'd look to advance Liverpool Football Club as a as a business, as a product, as an entity in many ways. And it's interesting that we clearly haven't gone down that route because, as you've kind of alluded to there, this. Then it's the equity they bring. They bring finance. They bring money, but they don't necessarily bring that similar level of expertise. I think I'm right in saying. Um, they do it from an individual point of view, um, not so much from the assets that they already invest in that might be able to be plugged into Liverpool um, in kind of a vertical way, I suppose, because it's it's a company which is still pretty much in its infancy. Um, Liberty Media obviously have a, a lot of things on their plate. The F1, the great success with Drive to Survive, a big content play. Um, they own Sirius XM, all those type of things. So they know the media, but so do the individuals in, in Dynasty, if I'm honest. So Don Cornwell and um, Jonathan Nelson, they both you know both worked on expanding media deals, one of them with the ML, MLS, the other one with the MLB uh, and the NBA. I mean, Don Cornwell served as an advisor to, to both the NFL and the NBA. So the people that know um, what they're talking about. So it won't just be a case of this is just anyone who can provide cash. I mean, they could have, they could have um, gone down that route. This is people they know, people they can probably tap into. But for now, what it does really is just solve the issue they wanted solving, but potentially gives them um, something to open up in in the future. Um, although my my feeling, my, my initially when we we were talking about Liberty Media etc., was that it would provide them with a very clear out, someone a business so big that they could accrete their investment and then take over uh, FSG stakeholding over time. But um, this kind of is very much a, like I mentioned before, really a reaffirmation of their position that they are at Liverpool for the long term, I think. I think it draws a very thick line underneath um, what's been, obviously, Twitter and, and or X, whatever it is now, um, has been rife with rumour of this, that and the other for, for months. And that's what, what happens. And I knew as soon as the transfer window closed, we'd get rumours around uh, the QIA and, and Saudi Arabia and uh, Singapore investment funds, etc. None of those transpired because no talks from people I know who, who were close to it and, um, never transpired with those organisations but also it was never mentioned to me about dynasty equity so I can't claim to lay claim to have prior knowledge about that but usually that's because um, I think it goes to show how in-house and how close to their chest FSG keep these things um, it's it's kind of you know they it's something which has been a, a hallmark of it really a lot of these things I mean these are deals done with 
a, a close close circle of people, people they trust. So there's no leaks anywhere, and it's it's kind of been done quite swiftly. Um, and I don't know whether it will show in terms of the debt being paid down in the forthcoming financial results. It might be the, the following year, but I believe the money's come in, gone out. So, um, but yeah, I think it what it does is just really hammer home the fact that this is FSG see the continued rise in, in valuation of Liverpool Football Club and what they have to do as part of that is to invest into what happens on the pitch obviously but um, dynasty equity was the reason they're investing is for the value of the football club when they exit and private equity usually exits in three to five years give or take um, so but it could be longer they could stay in for 10 years 15 years Um but it'd be for as long as the valuation keeps on rising. I I anticipate the pools will probably grow a couple of billion before this this plays out in the next few years. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Yeah, you would imagine so. It's interesting you mentioned sort of the time frame there. I spoke to a reporter from Private Equity News must be eight or nine months ago now, and he said a very similar thing to me because this is what they do. This is their modus operandi. They come in, they stick around for a couple of years, they sort of get back what they put in and some, and then away they go onto the next one, essentially. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And you're right, obviously, there's there's a clear link there with David Ginsburg, like you're saying. This, it shouldn't be a huge surprise that this has happened. Once you dig a little bit deeper, it kind of makes a lot of sense. And obviously, as you say, it's happened kind of behind the scenes and just kind of been sprung upon us a little bit. You touched on it there, but I wanted to ask you sort of in a plainer sense, and I think you've already addressed it on social media, so forgive me, but... The key question, essentially, out of all this is, what do Dynasty Equity get? And is it as simple as a longer-term profit? Will they be looking to make money from this in, in a couple of years' time, like you say? I mean, every investor wants to make money. Um, it's There's a there's a more lot, there's a longer plan for a lot of private equity, private equity in sport now. Um, there is a, a view that these valuations, while they, they won't go up forever because that's you know nothing goes up forever what goes up must come down eventually but there is still a long way to go with that and the reason I say that is because uh, in the US in North American sports there is uh, valuations uh, multiple revenue of 11 12 13 in some cases um, valuations of 7 8 9 billion for, for some of the NFL teams you know the Dallas Cowboys or the New York Yankees and the MLB uh, Golden State Warriors and the NBA. A lot of that's because these deals, I mean, these leagues are protected. Um, they're closed leagues. Uh, there's no relegation promotion, but in reality, there's no relegation or promotion. There's no relegation for Liverpool. There's the, You can miss out on the Champions League, but there's no relegation, really, if I'm being honest. Um, but what there is, is um, less security around media rights deals. So three years, there is, there is for a long period, there's been a cap on how long uh, all the cycle that the Premier League can engage with broadcasters. So it's been three years. Problem is for broadcasters, it costs a lot of money to get into that space and become a media partner. You have to, the, the setup costs are enormous, which is why Sky um, dominate. They've already swallowed those costs. And then, you know, but for any new players coming into the market, the setup costs are absolutely astronomical. So to get involved in that is hugely expensive. 
and to be limited at three years is a real hindrance. Um, there's, I believe they're going to extend it to four years for the next cycle, which will mean that valuations will go up because the the media rights deals will be stronger. Um, until such time that it kind of aligns with it, because the NFL signed a 10-year, um, 100 billion, uh, I think it was, yeah, um, deal with um, uh, the broadcast, for the broadcast rights there. You know that's absolutely astronomical, but that's that's for, for investors. That's security over a long period of time, and that's what they want. So, um, media rights is core to it, or media rights are going to continue to go up, uh, certainly for the next cycle. Because when uh, BT and Amazon and Sky renegotiated last time, it was uh, just coming out of COVID. They retained the status quo. People were unsure. But even then, we in 2021, they negotiated a deal for their international rights, which were hugely expensive. Uh, I know this is a really long-winded way to kind of explain the point, but media rights are hugely important to all of this. Um, there is They will continue to rise, and team valuations will continue to rise. So this... Call it $150 million uh, investment. I'm saying that just probably because it's the point between 100 and 200 million. I don't know the exact figure. Um, uh, for, depending on the, the, state, the stake they have in Liverpool over time, they could exit their position in Liverpool without FSG having to sell. They could exit their position in Liverpool um, for a far greater price in three, five years. And that's the investors who invest with them uh, that's what they they want they want the return eventually they don't you know, football isn't really a cash business it's um it's an equity business and it's done it's done on that that basis really i mean t- if you're looking at in terms of taking profit from a profitable business i mean liverpool made a profit of after tax of what four and a half million something like that last year um and that's not going to, you know, that's not really enough for, to keep any investor engaged. The value lies in the value proposition and, and the, the potential for it to rise further in the future. And I think that's what you get with Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, Dynasty will know that the valuation is almost certainly going to rise, uh, likely, almost certainly with beyond a, another billion in the next three three years, purely because of the value of the um, the media rights, which will increase. And it's a win-win for them. It solves FSG's problem. And by the you know, they could exit their minority position in three years, five years, or they could ride it out with FSG and increase their position over time. Um, but yeah, there's a re- they're, they're playing the long game here. There's no um, there's no short-term wins for them here. They'll you know, when, when the price is right, like FSG. I mean, the FSG are in the business of value creation as opposed to um, seeking profit from their businesses. So. That's where it will come come into. So um, yeah, I, I think this is a, a game that they'll play for at least three, you know, five years probably, maybe longer. It could be a, the start of a long term relationship that turns into something else. But for now, the the, the value is is very clear for, for Dynasty. 